Good morning, church. Come on, let's stand to our feet and worship. Come on, let's get our hands together. Everybody. the God who nevermore will be. He opened the prison doors. He parted the raging sea. My God, He holds a victory.
church, when you open your Bible and you read the stories of the faith and things that have happened in scriptures, and you read stories about Moses and they're walking through the Red Sea, the ocean's there, and, and God just does this great miracle, and you see how God works through Mary, and how God worked through David and those five smooth stones that he slays Goliath. There's so many powerful stories. And I think this next song is a reminder to us as God's people that our God is the same God. It's the same God who did, did all those things in the past. He's doing those things today. I think what has changed is we've changed, right? We've changed. Sometimes we've moved away from God. We've lacked faith. We've trusted in other things, science, whatever. Uh, but we as God's people need to realize that the God that we read in his holy word is the same God is working today. A God who's a healer, a God who's a savior. And so let's just take a few moments and let's just pray. Lord Jesus, we want to acknowledge your presence here in this place this morning. Holy Spirit, come fill us, this house that's dedicated to you, to your praise. 
Lord, help us to be present in this moment, to let our minds be focused upon you, upon the cross, upon your resurrection. God, increase our faith. Help us to push deeper into your ways. Lord, help us to know that you are the same God yesterday, today, and forever. We love you. Amen.
touch God we believe you Lord your promises oh you're the same mm-hmm. Holy Spirit I'm calling on the Holy Spirit Almighty River come and fill me again come and fill me again come and fill me again Holy Spirit come and fill us in this place God Yesterday, today, forever, Lord, you are the same. You never change. Your love is constant. You're faithful to us. Jesus, we worship you today. We author the perfecter of our faith, God. We adore you, Lord. Jesus, we praise you with all we have, all our heart, mind, our soul, our strength. We give it to you today. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Can we give a shout out to Jesus in this place? Woo! Amen. Hey, before you sit down, turn to five people around you and say hi to them this morning. digital platform where you can reach out, connect to us. The number is on the screen. If you type the word connect, that is a way to find out about us, to leave a prayer request. And if you want to know more about what's going on in the life of our church, which is always a lot, if you will just type the word news to the same number. As you can tell by the stage, something great is happening tomorrow morning at 830. This room will be packed. We have 380 kids that are pre-registered for VBS. Yes. That is amazing. We have 155 adult volunteers and 70 youth volunteers. So thank you, church. Thank you for your faithfulness and your giving, your tithes and your offerings that allow us to provide such a tremendous outreach to our community. Statistics show that more children come to faith in Christ through a vacation Bible school experience than any other event within their life. So we are so excited about this, what this week is going to bring. And here's how you can help us. Just pray. Pray for the leaders that will be here. Pray for the youth leaders that will be here. Pray for the children that we will have the opportunity to love on for five days and show them the love of Jesus and be the light of Christ. For many children, this will be their first experience with Jesus. For many children, this will be their first time to step into a church. So we covet your prayers. We thank you for them. For those of you that are volunteering, I'm just curious. If you are registered to volunteer with us, youth or adult, would you stand? 
fabulous. Thank you guys so, so much. That is amazing. You're going to be blessed as much as the children are. We thank you so much for giving of your time. Also, on June 25th, the youth, our youth student ministry is going to go to the Jumbo Shrimp Game, and they would like to extend the invitation to you. So you all you have to do is go to anastasiachurch.org slash jumbo shrimp, and you will find the information that you need there. One last thing, if you're a volunteer or you're a parent or a grandparent whose child is coming tomorrow, t-shirts are available in the atrium after the service. At this time, I want to point you direction to the screen. We're going to have the privilege to witness someone following in believer's baptism. Good morning, church. Uh, today is a special day that we get to just come together and celebrate how God is working in the lives of our church family. And so I want to introduce you to Skip this morning. My friend Skip, come on down. I'm excited for Skip today as he's coming forward to be baptized. And Skip, what is your profession of faith today? Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Amen. Well, Skip, we're Amen. so excited for you today, and it's my privilege to baptize you today. So I'm going to have you face this way. Skip, based upon your profession of faith, I baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried in the likeness of Christ's death. Raised to the newness of life. Amen. Church, can we make some noise for Skip this morning? Hey, will you join me in praying over our brother this morning? Lord Jesus, we love you so very much, God, and we are so grateful for how you're working in Skip's life. And Lord, we are just anticipating on how you're going to continue to use him for your glory and for your honor, Lord Jesus. Pray blessings over him, and God, we're just thankful for his faithfulness to follow you. It's in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. sharing the word uh, uh, this morning. I want to just uh, for a few moments, just uh, today is the day where we thank those who are in law enforcement uh, and those uh, in our community. I know a lot of, uh, I know our sheriff and a lot of people in law enforcement do such fine work in our community. If you're in law enforcement, could you just stand up? We can just recognize you and honor you today. Do we have anybody in the house in law enforcement? Well, let's pray for them. <laughs> So, Lord, we just thank you for those who put their lives on the line, uh, Lord, to keep us uh, secure and safe. And we just appreciate them so much. God, I thank you for Ira, Lord, as he's going to come now and just uh, share a word uh, this morning. And we just uh, so appreciate, um, Lord, his uh, dedication here and, God, how you've equipped him and gifted him to teach uh, life group and to preach your word. And so, Lord, as, uh, as he comes uh, now, God, we just uh, pray for him, anoint his lips, God. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's welcome Ira as he comes this morning. Good morning. We're going to be in 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5, easing the anxious mind. And we can use some of that these days, easing the anxious mind, First Peter 5, 6 and 7, we are made in the image of God. And since we are, we are, as humans, very creative. We're very creative. And with that creativity comes a great imagination. And the problem sometimes with our imagination is that we have the ability to say, what if, what if this happens in my life? And well, what if this goes wrong? And then what if this happens because of that? And then what if this other thing happens? And well, what if, if, what if, and pretty soon, if we're not careful, we can what if ourselves into a state of anxiety and worry and fretfulness that is detrimental to us. It's unhealthy for us spiritually, emotionally, physically, and just in every, every way. And the Bible addresses it. You know, how do we, what is it? How do we deal with it? How do we ease the, the worry uh, that, that goes on? First Peter 5, 6, and 7, if you would stand with me for a moment.
In the previous verses, uh, prior to uh, verse 6, uh, Peter's telling us, he says, you need, we need to humble ourselves before each other. In fact, we need to so humble ourselves toward each other that it's like we're willing to tie a towel around our waist and get down on our knees and, and wash each other's feet. Okay? Humble yourselves toward one another. For God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Now, verse 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. Remember, he's the same God. Now that he was then, we just sang about that. Under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time, he may exalt you. He may lift you up, casting all your anxieties, all your worries on him because he cares for you. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you that you are the same. I thank you that you are powerful. I thank you that you are bigger than our problems. Lord, I thank you that you are still able to heal, still able to move, still able to change things. Lord, help us to trust you. Help us to learn today from your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Be seated. Casting all your anxieties on him. This word anxiety, worry, uh, in the Greek, it means to pull apart. It means to, to divide. So you have a hole and then you have something from pulling from different directions, pulling it apart. Well, what, what, is, what is this that is pulling apart? Well, we have faith in God, right? And we have fear. And inside of us, there's this battle going on, this struggle going on. And this is what this word anxiety means. There's a struggle going on between our faith and our fear, between our trust and our doubt. That is what anxiety is. I mean, this is the definition of anxiety. And so we've got this struggle going on. Faith, God, I know you're good. I trust you. You're going to come through. Fear, God, I may not make it this time. Uh, maybe you can't help me this time. Do, do you see? And so this battle inside of us, it's no wonder that anxiety tears us up so inside, right? I mean, it's the very meaning of the word, to pull apart, to, to divide. Jesus uses this same word in Matthew chapter 6 when he says, don't be anxious about what you're going to eat. Jesus said, you can have faith in me about what you're going to eat. I've taken care of that. You can trust me on, you know, I'm going to take care of that. He says, don't be anxious about what you're going to wear or, you know, your other physical needs. And then he goes on, he says, don't be anxious about tomorrow. Whoa, don't be anxious about that. He says, I've got that too. You can trust me in this. You can have faith in this in me on this. And so our problem is, Jesus says, you can trust me on this, have faith, you know, don't, don't worry about these things. Don't have anxiety about these things, but we allow fear to enter our thinking and we've got the faith, you know, we believe, we trust, but we allow fear to enter our thinking. And all of a sudden our fear and our faith are going against each other and we are being pulled apart on the, the inside. Well, how do, how do you deal with it? I mean, how do we ease this, this anxious mind? How do we ease uh, the anxiety that, uh, that we have? Uh, well, number one, humility allows us to see our need for God. Humility. It begins with humility. It allows us to see our need for God. Uh, we need to reach the point that we can bow down before God and say, God, I can't do this. I can't handle this situation. I can't handle this trouble, you know, that's causing, I can't handle this fear, you know, that's causing this anxiety. I can't deal with this. God, I need your help. I need for you to help me. I need for you to step in. I, I, I need for you to help me. And so we need to place ourselves under the mighty hand of God, verse 6. 
We need to place ourselves under God's mighty hand. So we humble ourselves and we come to God and we say, God, I need your hand on my situation. Right? I need your hand on my fear. I need your hand on this problem that I'm having. I need your hand on on this pain that I'm having. I need your mighty hand. God, I need your hand on my life. God, help me. I can't do this by myself. Uh, Humility allows us to see that we need God, that we can't handle it, that we're not in control. In Mark chapter 14, Jesus and the disciples are headed to the Mount of Olives. This is the night that he's betrayed and, and arrested, next day crucified. And so Jesus tells his disciples, In Mark 14, he says, all of you are going to fall away. You're all going to fail. All of you. And Peter says, whoa, wait a minute, Jesus. They may all fall away, but I will not. Do you see a little bit of pride there in Peter? Just a little bit of Jesus, I've got this. You know, I've got this under control. I've got this thing well in hand. And Jesus says, Peter... Before the night is gone, you're going to deny that you even know me three times. And Peter says, no, Lord, no, no, that's not going to happen. Even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. Jesus, I've got your back. Jesus, you can count on me. These other guys, they might deny you, but I've got your back, Jesus. I've got this under control. Do you see the pride that he has? You know, of thinking that I can do this, you know. No, I've, I, don't, I, don't need, I don't need anything. I don't need strengthening. I just, I've got this. About 30 years later, as Peter writes this, you know what he says? Humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God. He says, we need God. He says, I need God. We can't do this ourselves. I don't have this under control. We can't deal with this. And this is the point that we need to reach of humbling ourselves and and allowing ourselves to be uh, underneath uh, the power of God and under the, the powerful hand of God. We need God. And until we realize that, we're not gonna cast our anxiety onto him. We're going to try to handle all of our problems ourselves, and we're obviously not doing a very good job with it. I'm not. Okay? Right? We were were in Publix. We're we're checking out. It was really busy. And so we come to the front of the store, and all these buggies are lined up in all these checkout lanes. I mean, all all these buggies are lined up. And so we're there, and I'm starting to to look where where am I going to, which line we're going to get in. And, And Toby says, oh, I forgot something. I forgot to go back. And so I'm left there to choose a lane. Now, I know the checkout lane that I choose, it's going to be the slowest one. I have a gift in that. And so I know that that's going to be the case. So I'm looking around. And as I'm looking around, someone grabs the front of our buggy and begins to pull it. And I look back, and it's a friend of ours who works there. And she pulls the buggy up into an open, into a closed checkout lane, And she says, I've got to run to the back of the store and then I'll be right back and I'll check you out. You stay right here. Go ahead and unload your stuff. And I was like, whoa, yes, thank you. Thank you so much. Started unloading the stuff. Another Publix employee walks by and says, sir, that lane is closed. Yes, yes, I know. Yeah, it it is. And now everybody's looking at me, right? I mean, and now everybody's paying attention. And like this guy, you know, I'm this guy that bullies. I I don't have time to wait in these lines. I can just push everybody out of the way. I'm the guy who always takes 40 items through the 10 items or less. I mean, they're looking at me like I'm that guy. I'm not that guy, but I mean, they're looking at me that way. About that time... I'm thinking, I'm unloading my stuff, and I thought she'd be back by now. You know, and another minute passes, and I have faith in her, and this is anxiety. I have faith in her. I trust her that she's going to come back. She's got no reason to tell me that she's going to come back and then not come back. But fear begins to enter the picture. Do you see how it works? And I began to doubt. I trusted her, but I began to doubt. And all of a sudden, I'm sweating. 
and everybody's looking at me and I stop unloading my stuff. And then Toby shows back up and Toby says, Ira, this lane is closed. I know, I, I know. And then as I'm trying to explain this to Toby, our friend comes back. Hallelujah. And, you know, and, we, and we're able to check out. But that's, that's what anxiety is. You know, we, we have the faith, we trust God, you know, and then fear comes in. Folks, we got to realize that we need God. We need him. We, we continue reading 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7. He says, simply casting all your anxieties on him, casting all your anxieties on the Lord. Uh, casting all our anxieties on God, it's seldom easy. It is seldom easy. It's not easy for me because I want to either uh, hold on to my anxieties and keep them or give them to God and take them back, right? And so how do we do this? How do we do this actual, you know, of, of releasing our fears to God? of releasing those troubles to God. How do we actually go about that? Well, it requires faithful prayer. Philippians 4, 5 and 6, Paul says, do not be anxious about anything. Man, that is strict, isn't it? You can't, when he says, don't worry about anything, you don't need to worry about anything, not about anything. Also, not Paul, not anything. No, not about anything, but what should we do? He says, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And so this is what we're to do. Instead of worry, we're to pray. And every time we start to worry and every time we have faith in God, but we begin to think that maybe things are not going to work out, we just go ahead right that moment and to go ahead and, and turn our cares into prayers, right? Every time we need to do this, it requires faithful prayer. We often wait until we, you know, we're going to handle it. It's a little, it's a little anxiety, right? We're going to handle it. It's a little bit of fear. We can handle it, right? We can handle this problem. I mean, we think that, right? No, Peter says, cast all your anxieties on him. And what happens? And the peace of God, which surpasses human understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This, this is what happens. We take our anxieties and we cast them on God. He takes his peace and he casts it on us. This is the exchange. But it takes faithful prayer. We've got to pray as soon as it happens. And all through it, let those requests be made known to God. This is, this is how you know, we can do this. Uh, bathing our burdens in worry will make them heavier. Bathing our burdens in prayer will make them castable. Do you see this? We bathe them in prayer and it makes us able to release them to God. As we tell him about what's going on and we tell him about our fears, you know, we're able to do that. For a lot of us, we, have a, we live a lifestyle of anxiety. We, we're, we're those people who worry all the time. You know, some of us are that. You know, we just worry about everything. Worry about everything all the time. And we say, well, I just can't help it, you know. I just, I just can't, I can't help it. Uh, and, and so habitually, we just worry. We're upset, torn apart all the time about something. We need to cast our anxiety into God's care. And we do that through faithful prayer. And some of us say, well... Uh, I inherited that worry. My mama worried herself sick. And so I have to worry. And granny, well, granny worried herself to death. Right? I inherited it. You know, I have to worry. No, we have to cast it onto the Lord. How can God help us if we're not willing to let it go? Not even willing to let it go. Casting our anxiety into God's care is not easy. It requires faithful prayer, but it also requires a Jesus focus. Casting all your anxieties on him. If we're going to cast our anxieties on him, we've got to keep our eyes on him. Because when we just, our eyes get to looking around and we just get to looking at our problems, our problems are going to get bigger. When we keep a focus on God, 
You know, then we're able to see him. It requires a Jesus focus. Matthew 14, the disciples are out in a boat crossing the sea, right? A storm comes up. They're fighting the storm. You know, they can't get anywhere. They're fighting. And Jesus comes walking to them on the water. And they see Jesus and they're afraid. And Jesus says, relax, guys, it's, it's me. And Peter said, Lord, if it's you, command me, interesting choice of words, command me to come to you. And Jesus says, okay, come on. And so Peter looks at Jesus and by faith steps out of the boat and starts walking on the water to Jesus. And Peter's on his way to Jesus and he's almost there. He's almost there. And the Bible says, but he saw the waves. He saw the storm and becoming afraid. Do you see the fear? He begins to sink. And he cries out, Jesus, save me. And Jesus pulled him up out of the water. And then Jesus says, oh, you of little faith, Peter, why did you doubt? This is anxiety. This is, this is what Peter is talking about here in 1 Peter chapter, chapter 5 and verse 7, casting all your anxieties on him. He saw Jesus. He was walking on the water. Everything was good. You know, he was, I mean, he was walking, folks. He was walking on water. Do you understand? He was walking on water. But he got to looking around. And when he got to looking around, he saw the storm. Look, the more we stare at the storm, the bigger it gets. The more we stare at the storm, the bigger it gets. And the bigger the storm gets, the smaller God gets. And when our faith gets too small and our fears get too big, it will seem to us like God is not big enough to handle our problems. We get in trouble. We think that God is not big enough to handle you know, our, our problems, the, the stuff that we've got going on. And we've got to know that he is. We've got to focus on him. The, the world is very unstable right now to me. I mean, uh, to me, things are more in a mess than, than, than I remember. And, that, and that's just to me. Uh, do you remember after 9-11? Do you remember what we did as a nation? Do you remember what we did? We came together. You know what we did? We went to church. People who did not go to church at all. People who hadn't been in years. We filled our churches. Do you remember we had to bring out chairs? You know, every Sunday people were looking up. People were looking for answers. And this time, with all of this stuff going on, it seems like we've headed in the opposite direction. The world is very unstable. we got this war in Ukraine. And our, our church members, David and Barbara Crossman, uh, are, and, and they're our life group members, are in... Uh, you know, in Moldova, going into Ukraine, right in the middle of, of all of that. And there's the threat with China and there's the political fighting that just goes on and on and blaming and nobody takes responsibility and gas is $5. I mean, you know, we just go on and on about, I'm telling you, the world is unstable, but our stability is in God. We've got to focus on Jesus. It's got to be a Jesus focus. If we're going to cast our anxiety on God, we've got to keep our eyes on God. He is our rock. We've got to keep our eyes on the rock. He is our strength. We've got to keep our eyes on our strength. He is our refuge, our hiding place. We've got to keep our eyes on the hiding place. We need his peace. If we're going to cast our anxieties on God, it requires, it requires Jesus' focus. Number three, peace is not a place we go, but a person we know. Peace is not a place we go, but a person we know. Uh, Peter finishes this verse, verse 7. He says, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Because he cares for you. Sometimes we say, well, 
you know, I, we're going through this hard time right now, and, and we're, but we're going to come out of it. And I believe and I hope that we're going to come out of it, and I pray that we come out of this and, and everything's going to be great. And, and I, you know, I want to get to that place too. But we think, well, when I get through this rough spell in my life, then I'm going to have peace. No, you won't. Peace is in Jesus. We don't have peace and stuff. We're not going to reach, our lives are not going to reach us a place where we things are so good in our life that we're going to have peace because peace does not come from those things in life. Peace comes from the Lord. Peace is not a place we go. It's a person that we know. Well, this is going to pass. Hmm. Isaiah 26, 3. You keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Do you see the focus? Because he trusts in you. When we keep our minds, when our minds stay on the Lord, then we trust him. Then we trust him. And he is our peace. We're able to have perfect peace. Folks, we need to stop living our lives like God's distant. God is not distant. God is not way out there somewhere. God is right here. God is right here. And God is not out of touch. God is not out of touch with what's going on in our nation and in our world. God is not out of touch with those, with those things. He knows exactly what's going on in my life, and he knows exactly what's going on in your life. King David in Psalm 23 is near the end of his life and he's writing and he says, yea, though I walk through the, the valley of the shadow of death, I'm walking through this dark, deep valley. He says, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. God, you are, it made all the difference for King David that you are with me. God is not out of touch. He is right here with us. And God's also not out of reach. He is available. He wants us to come to him. He wants us to come to him. He wants us to be with him. This is what he desires from us. We need to go to him and humble ourselves and pray and focus on him and cast those anxieties to him because we can't deal with these things. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight. 28, he said, come unto me. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. All of you who are heavy, burdened, I'm telling you, I have a heavy burden about what's going on. I'm struggling. I, I wish I had this figured out. I wish I could tell you I have all this figured out and I do all this. You know, I don't. I'm struggling right now with anxiety. It's been better, but it's not good now. And through the years, I have struggled with uh, anxiety and depression. And I've been to doctors and I have uh, been seeing a counselor. And if you need to do that, then you need to do that. Uh, I've not seen a counselor in two years. I didn't mean to stop seeing my Christian counselor, but it just happened, you know, it, it just COVID and, 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 you know, she moved to offices and, you know, just, it, it just happened. But two weeks ago, I met with her, my Christian counselor, for the first time in two years. And I was reminded of how much it helps to sit down with a professional, to sit down with someone who's able to look through a biblical perspective into what I'm thinking and what's going on in my life and to help me, able to, help me be able to think through some things on a biblical level and able to take some things to God. Maybe you need to do just that. In the bulletin today, there's an insert. And in that insert, there's, this is just a few Christian counselors that the staff is familiar with, the church staff is familiar with. And maybe you need to start with your medical doctor, or maybe you need to go, you know, to call one of these or find a, another, you know, Christian counselor or counselor that will work good for you. Uh, you know, I don't know, you know, what you need and what it's going to take for you. Don't know. And if you're great, then great. Praise the Lord. If you just do this, then great. Praise the Lord. But if you need help, get the help you need. Just humble yourself and get the help you need. Uh, let's stand together.
we need to understand that we're not going to have peace. Not going to have any peace until you know Jesus as your Savior. It will begin right there. It'll begin right there. If you've not accepted Christ as your Savior, I invite you to come. We've got, I'll be here at the front. I can pray with you. We've got counselors uh, that will be glad to pray with you. Whatever the needs you have, if you need to come and just pray this morning and pray for our nation or pray for what you've got going on in your life, you respond however the Lord leads you as we sing.
Church, be still. Know that he is God. Let's cast our cares, our anxieties, our worries on him. Brother Ira, thank you for that word today. Thank you, brother. Church, go in peace. Pray for VBS. We're going to have a great week. We're believing in kids coming to know the Lord. God bless you all. Take care.